Hello, everyone. This episode is titled Get Your Money Right. And I think Cameron and I had tried recording it at least three times over the course of the past several months just because we kept feeling like we weren't doing it right and we were either too annoying or not informative enough. And it's basically just us going through talking loosely about our finances, things that we've learned about money over the course of the last several years, and things that we think might help other people, because money can sometimes be a taboo subject, sometimes it can be a subject that people are just kind of unsure of and don't know where to start with, and so we figured we might as well throw our hat into the ring and hopefully provide some helpful tips and some insightful information and so without further ado here's the episode you know i'm actually just checking our tiktok real quick and it's been a crazy crazy fun week you uh have become a an aficionado of the hammers and the strings five million views of me playing a hammer dulcimer (laughs) that's ridiculous it's ridiculous it's crazy. And what I what I find most fun about that is that 5 million views equals $100, apparently. So the numbers really? are in. Yeah, we, we got $100 from that this last 10 days. <laughs> Don't call us an influencer. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, It's been really fun to see, though, see how that works. I mean, if I could just manage to get, you know, 100 million views a month right then we could Just quit our day sustained. jobs right yeah it's easy as that it's easy as that <laughs> yeah i yeah. Well, what i've kind of like thought was cool about it when it initially started blowing up the dulcimer videos i was like okay this is amazing and at the same time i don't want us to just become like the dulcimer page uh but it hasn't necessarily been that in that it's been cool to see like cross traffic to our other stuff like it's also doubled the amount of followers we have on spotify and it's crossed over to also our instagram and so yeah. people are like actually hearing our actual music um and so i think it's just been helpful all around yeah old pages went to number one again on spotify <laughs> yeah on the trending yeah, I think it's at 43,000 listens right now. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. It, you know, it's it's funny. Did you see the comment from Gunner? Still Hansky? Uh-huh. <laughs> we, we wound up on his For You page, and he commented, Hey, man, it's Gunner. You still owe me $3.50 for ice cream in middle school. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And I was like, no way. Like, the Gunner? And he's like, yeah. I'm glad to see that you guys are making it. Hope you're well. <laughs> making it. We're just we're yeah. just doing us. <laughs> yeah, right. And I when would, you said I, that, I really chuckled. Man, so maybe he was the guy on the live stream the other day. I went live and someone commented saying like, hey man, I went to high school with you. And I thought, I, just, I had no idea who it was. In fact, even still, I don't really know if it was Gunner. So you should show maybe. me what his I account mean, name was. was. It, it wasn't Gunner. It wasn't. It was like Mansky. So like that's kind of him. A play off that of was his the thing. one. Really? That's super weird. Wow, that is super weird. I don't even know why. It's yeah. awesome though. 
biggest memories with him, man, I remember him being really good at dodgeball. Yeah. You remember yeah, that? He was, one of the, he was one of the ones you wanted on your team, for sure. Well, he also frustrated the heck out of you because cause of the moves that he would do. He did. He would just like, because we, we played the dumb rules, which was like our yeah. PE teacher made us do, if you do a headshot, then the person who, who threw it is out. And so he would always just like lean his head and <laughs> the, the his ball. duck covered his entire body with his head. And so the only thing you could hit was his head and everyone would always get out. So frustrating. Yeah. I'm still oh, yeah. I'm still sour about it. Yeah, it was the worst. His his dad, for whatever reason, adored me. Really? Which he was not a man that was like you wanted to get on the bad side of Yeah, his dad scared means. the tar out of me. Yeah, yeah, he he scared the tar out of like everybody. pretty much everybody. But for whatever reason, he just really took a shine into me. That doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it doesn't make any sense that somebody could really like Tanner. No, yeah, I don't mean fine. it like that. I almost, <laughs> I almost do, but I don't. So this would be the third time we've tried doing a uh, an episode about money. It's just something we've really wanted to do, I guess, because it's everything we learned when we lived in Colorado. And it has really stuck with us, you know. Mm -hmm. It's and been sort of a, a foundation of not just practical things like getting things in order, but also foundation of kind of confidence moving forward with whatever endeavors we decide to pursue. Yeah, it's been it's been a total foundation. And I was even talking with some friends in Austin the other day about about money and a lot of what they were talking about was like making a whole lot of money. And I just thought, it's funny, like the way that I've laid out my life plan, if you will, is not make a whole lot of money, just, you know, put away enough money in the right places to just be accounted for, to just end up okay. Yeah, um, to that that's a big realization when you realize that you don't have to make a whole lot of money in order to to do really well i mean i could very well live my whole life like not rich i i guess compared to other people in the world you would say i'm rich because right, i have a roof over my speaking. yeah i have a roof over my head i have a great community of people i have food to eat you know all of that sort of stuff um and i don't feel that i'm in any great need so when I say that I'm, I could go my whole life not being rich, I could go my whole life making less than $100,000 a year, um, which yeah. right now I do not make $100,000 a year. <laughs> um, if, if this year is a good year, it would be the most I've ever made, which is like around 50. And mm -hmm. I, uh, but I just think it's so, it's funny. Like when I talk to our friends, it's like, oh, y'all are into mutual funds. Like they, they're just like, they get it. But they, the way, when they say it like that, I feel like they don't get it. I feel like it's not represented well enough. Because what no, I want to well, do is grab them and shake them and be like, this is the answer. <laughs> yeah. It, it, well, it's also a matter of like when somebody looks at you, like I think our friends do a lot of times as um, you're, a business owner not that people just like look at us and think that as their first thought but 
I mean, I even remember thinking that before we started our video businesses, thinking uh, when I was thinking about starting it and thinking about going to Colorado with you, I was like, well, I I never really thought that I would be like a like an entrepreneur type person. Um, and you start to get this kind of thing that a lot of people struggle with, the imposter syndrome, feeling like, well, that's not the quote unquote, that's not you. Um, I and, still do in a lot of ways. Me. Yeah, same, same, absolutely. And so I think people, that happens to people with investing where um, they almost choose to not want to understand um, because maybe it feels that usually the type of people that get into it may be a certain way and, or maybe it's just confusing and they don't feel they don't necessarily see how, how doable it is. Wasn't well, there a funny idea that like something's maybe cheapened, like the value of something's cheapened if it's really, really simple or if you can just really simply dumb mm -hmm. it down and stick it into a box. So when you and I are like talking to whoever and because I was talking to Logan, you know, and right. we were talking about wanting to do music together like the good old days and him come over here and maybe figure out like guitar and hammer dulcimer for really? August Rush or something that would be fun. And, and, cool. and then somehow we got into talking about college and careers and making money, you know, like you do. And then mutual funds come up and he went, oh, are you as big into that as Tanner is? And I was like, <laughs> yes. I mean, yes, but I feel a like... A big hearty yes. I feel like everyone would be if you give it a chance. And If, if you just kind of understood and had the basic building blocks. But I also don't understand because like Logan's really smart. And he yeah. told me that he has a mutual fund. And so maybe you and I are just fanatics for no good reason and other people just don't find it exciting like they do it but they're like they shrug their shoulders like oh whatever well i think that's another thing people do it because when people do it a lot of them do it because they feel like that's something that they should do and maybe don't fully understand the the reality of what they're doing and the the opportunities that it can afford them hasn't ever been laid out for them. Cause I mean, I know for me, I wasn't even fully on board until we've talked about it a lot. I've, until I read the simple path to wealth. Right. Um, by, uh, oh man, what's his name? JL Collins. JL Collins. Yeah. Um, when I read that, it was like, it was the type of thing where I was like, okay, I got to make sure that I'm not just, you know, drinking the Kool-Aid of this guy's book. Like I talked to our mentors about it and I did a bunch of other research and I, I was like, no, what, what he's talking about is, is all solid. And he just lays out what really simple investing does for you and not having to keep track of a million different accounts or invest in different stocks. Uh, but literally just saying this, this index fund, just, just keep it there and, you know, hold and don't worry about trying to predict the market because you can't and just let you're basically just banking on the economy as a whole over the course of you know 40 50 years right right doing but its thing even when you use language like that when talking to people you lose them right i because know i know there's so nothing exciting about saying the word any of those words you just said index fund economy yeah, yeah <laughs> you you actually kind of check out you kind of get into a mode of like Oh, how long is he going to keep going on about this before we can start talking about something more interesting? 
Right. And yeah. but it's just it's crazy. I I agree with that notion that it's boring. Like that language is boring. It's it's I yeah. wish I wish we could rewrite a language for it that people would be excited about because I'm excited at the reality that I feel that as an artist, I have freedoms to live with less income because I know what to do with the little bit of income that I make. Like, it feels like a huge liberty for me to have been taught that thing that I would say is simple. Yeah, the, the liberty is a really good description. Like, you, you feel like you've been freed of having to... Uh, you've been freed of worrying about never being able to make enough. Yeah. Because again, 5 million views on TikTok. It's like a dream come true. And it's been a load of fun. I go, I, I've gone to uh, two places today where people were like, what's it like being famous? And <laughs> I'm just like, you know, first of all, like, no. No. <laughs> um, yeah. Even though obviously with our, our goal of playing in front of 10,000 people, the only way you make that happen is basically to get 10,000 people to- getting- yeah. yeah, that's a lot of people. I mean, yeah, I've always wanted getting to a relative level of fame. Yeah, I've always wanted fame to a degree. I guess that's always been a part of the dream, and I'm very thankful I've had the opportunity to get a better relationship with that whole image and idea. Um, right. And so, how has all this fame impacted your family? <laughs> <laughs> they don't really care. It's amazing. Um, right. But the point being. That 5 million views is $100 just makes you go like, wow, this isn't the way to make money online. The way to make money online for us is the new way any YouTuber or because they really are the main example here of people that are doing it right. You sell merch, you write books, you you do something people can buy. Mm -hmm. Um, And... If you're smart, you do it in a way that it's not out of obligation. You do something that is genuinely intriguing for people. Um, And maybe even like a secret within your brand. Like back when you and I loved, loved Olin Rogers in uh, Mm -hmm. high school. He would would have those little phrases in his big videos like, it's a Monday. And then he'd make make a t-shirt or a mug that said, it's a Monday. He'd monetize that phrase, yeah. No one else would look at that and think or and have any idea that that's an Olin Rogers brand. But yeah. all of his followers knew and got to wear it with pride. And it was a good looking, you know, shirt. Yeah. And it's the type of thing where he he made a lot of super fans just by being who he was. He, he, yeah. I feel like he didn't have a lot of people that were just, you know, passive fans, but because of how genuine and and real and the connection that he actually made with people. Um, it was it amazing. Made people want to, like I personally, I had that mindset. I was like, I actually want to go support him. And so I actively sought out stuff that I could buy from him to support him. <laughs> yeah, if Patreon was as big of a thing back then, I probably would have been one for him. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I still don't think I've ever seen a creator that has the the impact he had i mean the connection he made he did a great job driving this narrative that like he man he really wants to have a real human to human connection with the people he's mm-hmm. he's making these videos for it, almost yeah. like you're apart somehow it was brilliant yeah but i think that we are able to work towards making money online it's just 
and and through spondiferous it just seems like it's probably a long road well i was even thinking about it now where if we had merch right now when your videos blew up it's like you know maybe 50 of those 50,000 people that decided to follow us yeah <laughs> uh, would have bought something and, and then instead yeah. of making a hundred dollars we could have made over a thousand or something exactly yeah yeah and so it's just it's it, it's a combination of making things that bring value and also being being ready when the rain comes to to have <laughs> i guess have your your crops all good and ready to receive <laughs> yeah well it's also that idea of like getting a thousand true fans yeah. uh which i think my favorite explanation of what that is is a thousand people that are willing to spend a hundred dollars on you a year which at first sounds like whoa that's a lot of money but if you think about it you know if you put out a shirt that's twenty dollars or twenty five dollars you put out a book that's twenty to thirty dollars like you put on a show that's twenty to forty yeah, like the ticket price is 15 right. bucks or whatever. Um, but they go to two of your shows locally or whatever. Like it, it's achievable to get there. Um, and that a thousand people paying you a hundred dollars a year is a hundred thousand dollars a year. And all of a sudden you're like, whoa, there's context. And yet if that doesn't come for us, which it's what we're working towards. And I feel, I feel like we've made some really good steps. We just need to, we need to press in more and more. Yeah. Um, it's like what I kind of told you a while back i've never really kind of seen us as or our music necessarily as something that just explodes overnight but as like something that's a steady climb and then maybe we have one of those eight year long overnight successes <laughs> well i actually hate that a little bit because i think i'd like to learn how to make better music i feel like the only reason that would be true is if we if we never learn how to make music that people well, really really like well that's why i modified it with saying like the eight year long overnight successes like we get to the point we get to that point oh right at that at that point is yeah. when it kind of like really takes off and so so like people who haven't heard of us would think wow these guys really came out of nowhere but in reality we've been doing this for years and years and years yeah and I don't want to sound like I don't think any of that will ever happen, but I do want to make the point for this episode that if that never happens, I'm really happy getting back to the, you know, investing in, in all that stuff. I'm happy mm -hmm. that we have index funds figured out and Roth IRA figured out and whatnot, because I'm set. Yeah. What is it Kevin uh, used to say? Kevin was one of our mentors for anybody that doesn't know. You could make every wrong decision after you save your first $100,000 in index funds or Roth IRA or whatnot, you could then make every wrong decision with your money and it doesn't matter because by the time you're, you know, 50 or 60, uh, you'll be a millionaire. And Right. He, he phrased it in an even more accessible and uh, I think less intimidating way than $100,000 to me. The way he phrased it was uh, if you put, if you set aside enough to to fund your Roth every year to its max which is you know just setting aside six thousand dollars a year then right yeah, then what you said you'll you can make every single financial decision financial mistake 
over the course of your life. And then when you're 50 or 60, you'll still be a millionaire. And so many people I say that to, they don't even think that's encouraging. They're like 50 or 60, I'm going to be dead. And I'm like, <laughs> wow, they haven't been consuming any of the content you and I have been consuming online. Like, Which I, is like when we're 50 or 60, it's like, well, we still have another 40 to 50 years. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. It's, and it's uh, also a matter, like, that's another piece that, a question that I get from people is, well, what's the point of just, like, putting all of your money aside to just enjoy, it, like, 40 years from now? What, what if I want to, like, live right now? And, like, that's a super valid point. And so, one, it's not just putting all of your money aside. And two, a big piece of it, like, with the, with the index ones is to... The, just purely due to how it works it starts to build on itself so much that you can start taking stuff out and it'll still grow and so you can you can basically uh, in, in a kind of good scenario you can live off of it while it's still building for you yeah like instead of taking it all out at once well right. also a, a huge factor is just spending less yeah yeah and a, a huge factor to that is really knowing and committing to what you want and need, like knowing the difference between your wants and needs and being willing to say no to things that are the, the lesser wants. You know, like you cover everything that you need because those are things that you actually need. And then if you, if you want, like a lot of people want to order things every day off of Amazon or whatever it is. I sure do. Just cause, yeah, same, I do too. But there, there's, there's a little for me, like I described it to a friend yesterday, where it's like, I, I cringe at, for me, not for anybody else, at the thought of going and buying a new t-shirt. Like I, I'll, I'll legitimately need new t-shirts and I'll just put it off for months because I don't like the idea of spending the $20 on that t-shirt. Right. And so there's that. But then at the same time, I will drop $800 on a new camera lens. <laughs> so it's a matter of knowing like the really specific things that you're willing to, to spend and pay yeah. for. Everyone's and got also, their own priorities. Also being aware of things that will return on the amount that you spent, basic return on your investment. And so like the lens, it could help with like, me, yeah, with camera gear business. for a videographer. Yeah. 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 You also mentioned that book, uh, Simple Path to Wealth by J.L. Collins. And mm -hmm. I'm trying to learn the reality that there's, there's no like level of intensity that I can just say on, on a video, which is why we're doing this for a third time. Cause in the first two, we preached the book too hard and we were a bit obnoxious. Yeah. Um, it's like the whole episode was us just <laughs> trying to grab people and go, read this book, change your life. Yeah. <laughs> which, which you can't just throw things at people and expect them to love them as much as you do. <laughs> well, exactly. I'm, I'm trying so hard to learn. I'm, I'm definitely learning that, um, I can't just say with more intensity, like read this book and actually see a ton of people go read it. It's like, mm -hmm. if you mention something and just the words that come out of your mouth, the content that comes out of you is just like explaining why the book changed your life or is really helpful. Some people are going to take that information and run with it. And some people are just going to hear it. And, and it's like, will you actually increase the amount of people that'll go read the book if you say it like obnoxiously, like 
eight times in a video and with a just with a red face like no you might actually end up with less people that go and read it like i just i don't know i find that a lot of people online that have really influenced me they they aren't as preachy i i, I don't like the preachy people as much right um, well the, the the preachy is kind of when you start to feel like somebody is trying to impart wisdom to you, whereas the people who have actually convinced you are the ones who have just told you their story of how that's been convincing and how it's mm -hmm. changed their life. And they also come across like they are living their own life and being productive and just, yeah, sharing mm -hmm. with you the story from that slice of their life. And that's the way I want it to be for me too. I, I want to get to a point where I'm really living out a creative life every day, living out smarter and smarter financial choices, reading good books that really, really help me now that I'm uh, on the reading train. Right, um, yeah. This year, it's been, a, it's been a great year. I've read 12 books this year. That is like monumental for you. Yeah, last year I think I read like two. And the year before that, I might have read zero. <laughs> it's a whole thing for me though. Like I have not read a lot in my life. And I think maybe it's because as a kid, I only really understood books as religi religious texts or mm -hmm. um, like bad fiction. For fiction, I'd rather just go watch a movie or TV show because it's way more captivating and I have always loved technology. But, you know, Harry Potter changed my mind this year. What a book. And I, man, I think are, I'm on the man, up and are up. you in for it for the next seven? <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for it. I think I'm going to space it out to where I only read one like every year so that I could just really pace myself. Dang. That, don't, yeah. Yeah. Don't no hold no me need to, that. to burn yourself out. Tell me eight years from now then how the series goes when you finish it. I will. I will. If you space it out like that, you also give yourself more of a chance to reread it, I feel, um, to re experience the great glory of. Such a good to just story. feel the way that you felt every year. But I just, I would love to have people read that book, you know? And I, I get that I'm annoying about that. Not Harry Potter, uh, Simple Path to Wealth. Yeah. Well, that's, that's one of the other pieces is I've done that whole process as well of trying to get people to read it and, and not just trying to get people to read it, but actually showing some of the fruits of having read it, you know, where my finances were two years ago versus where they are now. Right. Um, and have tried to really like just straight up convince people of how good it is. And even when doing that, it's that classic thing that you can't bring somebody if they're not willing to go. And well, yeah, so it's where, still were, your, just be where there. were your finances two years ago, since you mentioned that? Uh, two years ago, I mean, we could phrase it as being, so that was when we were in Colorado and we were living out of our cars. And so it's not like I had a whole lot of expenses. I was, that was when I was able to buy my first car. But that, uh, there were plenty of t moments two years ago where I had less than $100 in my bank account. So now, I mean, I don't know how specific we're trying to get either. Uh, however specific you feel comfortable with. I've kept that same kind of frugality that we've talked about, the frugality that just knows what you actually want and doesn't 
waste money on things that are cursory. Um, and in doing so, have brought it to where in, uh, I think in Vanguard I have, where, which is where all the investments are, it showed the other day as being like 52000 and that alone i feel would blow a lot of people's minds or at least make them sweat or feel bad but it's like it's not like you accomplished that in a year like no you could have very easily accomplished that over five years just trying to save ten thousand a year right yeah yeah exactly um you know i i really don't like that there's taboo talking about specific amounts of money because i think that's one of the things that keeps people from learning things like this but yeah. at the same time, I don't like throwing numbers around. Because you don't uh, know what, how they'll impact or yeah, how yeah, they'll I land. Yeah, I don't want it to, because sometimes I feel like that can discourage people when they hear a big number. Um, not even that that's like a huge number to other people. Um, and so just what, more than anything, I just want people to see like how, uh, how helpful it can be and how, um, you know, what it can actually do for you. Uh, not, not just vanguard and investing but um the entire mindset that we've been talking about yeah i guess that's the biggest takeaway is that two short years ago 24 months ago um you and i both had no money at times um we were actually just in debt because because we were introduced to credit cards and so we used them and then like I would actually just have negative a thousand dollars. Yeah, I, um, I tried not to do that. I remember you telling me that one time, and I was just like, I was genuinely nervous and concerned for you. <laughs> yeah, I. Um, now I did have video equipment because that's where all my money. Exactly. Yeah. From my insurance job before that had gone. You were, and, you were, for lack of a better term, investing all of that money into your video equipment. Right. But I hadn't really learned how to make my video equipment make any money yet. Right. Um, That's what we were in the process of learning. It was maybe $10,000 or less worth of video equipment um, in those early days of, you know, kind of just having a camera and a tripod and some lights and whatnot, some stands. It's crazy how much happened in two years being somebody that has the key thing, uh, like no expenses. Um even now, like paying, you know, paying rent, whatever it is, $600 a month, probably soon yeah. for me, it'll go up to a thousand or something. Um, that's relatively low expense for somebody that gets paid three or four times that a year, 30, 40,000 a year. Um, it just seems yeah. really possible to save 10 or 20,000 of your 30 or 40,000 if you just kind of write down every month what your expenses are and keep an eye on it and make sure you don't order things on Amazon or eat out too much. Right. I and mean, I, I yeah, don't feel that, rich. Sorry, I'm rambling at this point, but I, I wrote in my notes here, I had a PB&J and a banana for dinner tonight. <laughs> well, so that's that paints the other a picture. thing, though. So he, that, that does paint a, a really good picture. But at the same time, you know, definitely, like, you and I both, we, we don't, like, just always deny ourselves like no you you and i both really enjoy eating out and so i, mean, I wasted joked. 18 dollars three days ago because i was looking for hot dogs locally and i i discovered the the dog hoss house the, the dog house it's yeah. called uh h-a-u-s house beer garden 
Beer garden, okay, yeah. Yeah, apparently two hot dogs there is $18. That's, that is not where you want to get a dog. Well, but I understood after I tried eating one of them and I was like, I can't eat both of these. <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So there was $20 down the drain in like one afternoon. Yeah. On hot yeah. dogs. And so it's, it's not just living a crappy life for sake of having a larger number in your bank account. Right. It's like, like we've been saying all along, it's just knowing what you actually want. Yeah, you. It's it's this whole process of also learning like how you want to find your happiness in life, where you want to find it, what that looks like. Yeah, I think you and I have always had a pretty good understanding that a lot of our happiness comes from community, good community. Yeah. You know, yeah, you can sure. you can change your friends, and sometimes you really should. And so we've been pretty. Um, quick on our feet if we find that we're in a situation i would say this is true for both of us if we find we're in a situation we don't like we just get out of it because yeah. it's it's not worth the energy or the time so that's it's just there's a lot we've gotten to learn uh fortunately just from like the parents that raised us or the community we were in yada yada mm -hmm. a little bit of luck will go a really long way in life i feel lucky really it really will yeah i it, that's one of the hard things that you can't necessarily explain because some people just weren't born in community like that. Some people weren't born or weren't didn't grow up around people that were able to become lifelong friends that actually really contributed to your life for the better. Right, and um, it's even more a little more complicated because some of those people that weren't born into community were born in the same town, maybe even down the street from yeah. you. And so that that's frustrating for me. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. And so you can only kind of work with what you have. But that's just, I guess, another another message, which is if you don't have what you want to hopefully encourage people that to have the confidence to try and go seek it out rather than just remain where they are uh, a lot of times people fall into the trap of thinking that the the devil that they know is better than the devil that they don't know where there's it so their situation may not be ideal but at least they at least it's familiar and that's not always the case and often it's, it's not the case that it's a better situation often there is better out there if you can summon the courage to step out there this is why we should be writing children's books instead of songs <laughs> people don't want this level of encouragement from songwriters but children's books impact everybody people just want songwriters who can make them cry well I don't Maybe actually not. fully know what they want. No, I, I know don't that If we knew what they wanted, we, we would be much farther along. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that's maybe a fine place to end. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty solid. That we're clueless. Yeah. <laughs> and there you have it. That was our money podcast episode. If you liked this, we of course have more episodes for you. On top of that, we also have music on Spotify, Apple Music, anywhere you can get that. We have videos coming out very soon. Cameron and I have been filming 
some new videos for an old series that we used to do called the voice memo sessions and we'll have plenty of those available on top of that we're also working on new music coming out soon and just a whole mess of other things and so we're really excited about what's going on and what's coming up next and so be prepared and keep your eyeballs peeled all right till next time